We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everyone, to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by WinBet. It's Friday, March 4th, 2022. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard. Let's jump right into the news. We had Kevin Durant return to action last night. KD posts 31 points in 35 minutes, although they lost, the Nets lost 113 to 107 to Miami. Nets said they won't have a minutes restriction for KD. Uh, still no Ben Simmons. It was a home game yesterday, so no Kyrie. Uh, Sean Marks confirmed that there's still no timetable for Ben Simmons, who has uh, back stiffness ahead of that um, March 10th game in Philadelphia. Interesting stuff. I'm sure he will be feeling much better after that passes. My fragile ego. <laughs> I wish the audio viewers could see the faces we were making. <laughs> uh, so we have the Nets at eighth in the East. Uh, Ken, you are very familiar with the Nets as they are in the same division as the Celtics. It's a, a gauntlet division, by the way. It is the gauntlet, gauntlet division. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll tell you what. I think they're out in the first round. I'm not even. I, I'm not even saying they're a lock to get out of the play-in because I just doubt. Their desire, other than KD, I don't know how much they care. Simmons is all about Simmons. Kyrie, who knows what he's going to be allowed to do. I I just don't see them getting out of the first round. But what, do you, what are your thoughts, Shannon? Yeah, it's just more, uh, for me, it's just how does Simmons integrate, you know, how, how soon does he come back? How much time do they have to mesh? What's the vaccine requirements look like for wherever they're playing at that time with Kyrie? Uh, those are going to be the main factors. But if, you know, if they're matched up against some of these other teams that are in that same range, like the, and they're, if they're full strength, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, NKD, are they going to beat the Cavs? Are they going to beat the Raptors, the Hornets? I, I, they would be favored, yes, if they're at full strength. Favored to get out of the play-in, you're saying? Yeah, and favored yeah. to advance in the playoffs past those teams as well. It, it, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, juggling that's going to go go on in the East. You know, there's there's a, only a ten game difference between the Nets and, and the number one seed in the Heat. Uh, so there's going to be a lot that changes. You, you know, five games between the Cavs and, and and the Nets between six and eight. Eh, you know. We'll we'll see how it plays out, but if the Nets are at full strength, they're scary against any team in the East. We should probably point out that Goran Dragic kind of looks like as one would expect. He's very rusty. In four games, he's posting 7.8 points and four assists a contest. I got the start in last night's loss. Uh, We have another uh, return, Ken, in Orlando. Yes, Markel Fultz. Is back in two games. He's averaged ten and a half points, four assists, and zero three pointers over a little over fifteen minutes per game. He is on a minutes restriction. He will not play tonight as part of his left knee management. Gentlemen, is Markel Fultz 
pickup worthy? He'll uh, he'll be in my waiver wire uh, suggestion. So that uh, yes, uh, as a long shot, yes. Uh, I'll I'll go more in depth when we get there. But I think he's looked solid so far. So I'll get a little more into it later. Yeah, he's looked very good through the first couple of games. I don't think he's going to continue shooting 77% from the floor, um, but we'll see. Uh, I, I like Fultz still long-term, like as, as a prospect. You know, he's, he's what, 20, he turns 23, or I'm sorry, 24 later this year. Um, yeah, in a couple months. He, he, number one pick, there's still pedigree there, and I like him. I also like Suggs. I also like Cole Anthony. It'll be interesting to see what the Magic do moving forward. But that they was have my follow-up. That's that right. was my follow-up question next year. What is the starting backcourt for Orlando? I have a hunch that they take Mo Bamba back to the bench and go small, and Suggs mm-hmm. basically plays small forward with Wagner at the four. But what do you guys think? It would be tough. That would be a very small lineup. Um, yeah, I, I, well, six five. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we see other guys who who slide into the small forward role, like Alec Burks or, or some of the other similar type players. I guess uh, I would I would argue that Fultz, Suggs, and Cole Anthony are all legit point guards. Um, yeah, being six four, six five, a, a trio of six four, six six three, six four, and six five guys, you could pull it off. Uh, but they are kind of instinctually <laughs> the way they play. They are point guards, so it would be odd. Um, it's tough. I, I am a, I would side with the younger guys if I were the magic. Uh, it, so Cole Anthony and Suggs, but there's, a, I still believe in Fultz too. So, you know, I'm not going to fault them for their decision. Fultz under contract for two more seasons next year, $16 million, 23, 24, $17 million. Um, I, uh, was not a fan when that contract went down and I still remain not a fan. So, I wouldn't honestly. I mean, if he looks good for the rest of the year, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to move him in the offseason. But I don't know who's taking on that contract um, when it's non-expiring. So I don't know. It's tough because I think in theory, Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz would be better as sixth men. Uh, but they're both they both have potential to be better than Suggs next season. Do you want Suggs coming off the bench? I don't know. You don't you don't want to send any of those guys to the bench. It's tough. Maybe they'll end up moving someone. Uh, we also had Boston defeat Memphis last night, <laughs> one twenty to one hundred and seven in Boston. Celtics have won fifteen of the last eighteen games, including nine wins over current playoff teams. I believe they have the best net rating in the East on the year. Uh, Tatum thirty-seven points last night. Uh, over the past eight games, he's cooking. 30 points, eight rebounds, four and a half assists, three threes, one point four stocks, shooting forty. 40- Seven uh, percent for the field, ninety percent from the free throw line. We might have Jalen Brown, who had an ankle scare, could return Sunday against the Nets. I'm sure they'll be cautious with him. Morant with a quiet 28 points last night. 30, um, 30, 38. Sorry, 38. Uh, being defended by uh, Derek White and Marcus Smart. Ken, what is driving this Celtics uh, upward trend? Well, it's not great for fantasy. But it's uh, defensive efficiency. They are by far their number one uh, defense in the NBA since January 1. Uh, the Heat are second. They're behind five points per 100 possessions, uh, which is a massive difference in uh, points per 100 possessions. Uh, and it's really all about the length and the switching D. Uh, it took a while for the Celtics to pick up Coach Udoka's preferred switching defense. But once they got everyone healthy for a while, they really have picked it up. Um, and, uh, you know, they're sticking with a tighter rotation. Uh, There's a funny quote also last night uh, from Marcus Smart. Jay King from The Athletic got this. They asked Marcus Smart what he needs to do when Jason Tatum's cooking. And he quote, uh, Smart replied, quote, make sure I'm staying out of his effing way. <laughs> Clean that up a little for the pod. But I thought that was wise words from Marcus Smart. It's an impressive run, fifteen and three. Uh, one of those three losses came to the Pistons, though. So how I was good hoping it could possibly out. be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Boston best defense. They split. No. they split with Detroit during that eighteen. Yeah, sad. Uh, 
Boston officially the best defense on the year if you exclude garbage time. Um, they have, I think, the wor- one of the worst win differentials compared to their net rating in the league. They have five fewer wins than they should based on their net rating. So they're playing like a 55-win team, uh, and yet they're only expected to win 43 games, essentially, at this point. Or not 43 games. They're expected to win like 50 games based on. Uh, <coughs> Be nice to catch either your Milwaukee Bucks uh, or possibly the Bulls. Um and at least have home courts during the round one, but we shall see. Frankly, yep. for a while there, it was looking sketchy they'd ever get out of the play-in tournament, so we're happy. Right. Can't complain. Uh, Ken, we also had Luka Doncic with quite the game last night. Oh, my goodness. 41 points, 10 boards, and 9 assists in a 122-113 win over the Golden State Warriors. The missing Draymond Green pain continuing for those Warriors all five Dallas starters scored 13 or more points. We might owe Magic Johnson an apology podcast, friends. Dallas is eight and two over the last 10. Remember Magic had that tweet about how that trade for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans was going to make them a contender. Well, Dinwiddie's playing well over his last four. He's got 18, I'm sorry, 19 points, six assists, shooting 60% from the field. By the way, he's rostered in 76% of leagues, so he's out there for a quarter of leagues. Bertan's not so useful, six and a half points, only shooting 36% from the field. He is hitting 1.8 trays a game. Guys, what do we make of this latest Dallas run? Well, it's it's all about Luca. Over the past 20 games, Luca in 37 minutes per is averaging 32 points, 10 rebounds, 8.9 assists. 1.3 steals, shooting 47% from the floor, hitting 3.3 three-pointers. 3. He's been absolutely insane for, you know, basically two months now. Um, yeah, th- this is the next step that I think most folks expected him to take. He, he kind of started the season off slow. And if you look at the production overall, very similar to his past two years, but he has hit another level. And we're seeing that over the past couple months. Yeah, it's all Luca ball now. They're not, they don't uh, feel any need to give anyone else any possessions, pity possessions like they were giving Porzingis. Brunson takes his possessions, but Brunson is a very necessary part of their team. Yeah. Um, and I think if Doncic keeps playing like this and the Mavs keep having success, he's going to start creeping into the MVP conversation. Um, at least and he's more looking than a little other... more looking a little more fit than he was at the beginning of the season. Yeah, at least more than some other guys who are. It's going to be hard for him to like pass Morant, Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid, but he should probably be over Curry at this point. Um, DeRozan, he has a chance to leap those guys. But thirty to one right now for those who are interested in the MVP. Let's jump into fan feedback, Ken. Yeah, super fan. Oh, 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 let me get up to those notes. We got super fan Carlos Blickus asked Ooh. me on Twitter for the rest of the season, who do you two prefer? Derek White, Cole Anthony, or Chicago's Io DeSomu? DeSumu. DeSumu. Gosh, I spelled it out. I still screwed it up. <laughs> Io DeSumu from I Illinois. Think, uh... I know we kind of we're, we're uh, sort of excited about Markel Fultz, interested in what he can do, but I think I like Cole Anthony out of this trio. Um, you know, even if Fultz starts playing 30 minutes a game, there uh, the Magic have 30 minutes to spare with other guys who don't have to be seeing minutes essentially. And I think Cole Anthony could play more at the second unit, stuff like that. So for me, it's Cole Anthony number one. Then I'd probably take Dasunmu. You have to be a little careful about how deep your league goes through the rest of the season uh because Alonzo Ball and Caruso right. will eventually come back but most leagues are going to end early April if not late March and then I'd go Derek White we've got Ball coming back March 15th but that's our best guess and to make this conversation boring I align with Alex completely <laughs> um Io Io's been great uh but but yeah. like Alex said the Ball and Caruso will eventually be back. Also, while Io's been good and he's seen seen heavy minutes, the production, I mean, he's good relative to what the cost was to add him to your roster, 
right? He, he's a guy who you picked up off waivers and you're benefiting off that. Uh, Derek White, I like him as a player. I just don't think there's going to be enough ball for him no. in Boston. He's coming off the right? bench. Coming yeah. off the bench. He'll have spots. He'll have spots. He'll be a good streaming option if you're in daily leagues and and he makes spot starts. You know, he'll he'll have other games where where he lights it up. He's he's doing he's he's doing well in his role off the bench for Boston, but he's just never going to he's not going to be able to produce at the clip that he did in San in San Antonio. So, for me, he's the clear number 3. Anthony's got the highest upside of the three either way. And I don't think Fultz will end up eating into Anthony's minutes too much because, the, you know, like like we we discussed about Fultz and, and the magic guard situation earlier. You know, even as Fultz minutes creep up, I believe this team will want to play around with options like having all three of those guards on the floor at the same time. You know, the, these are three guys that they are committed to. Uh, beyond this year so they're going to be playing around with that and getting all three of them minutes i can't imagine faults plays in back-to-backs either right. right that's something to keep in mind if you roster them yeah they're still giving 20 minutes a game to rj hampton they're giving almost 20 minutes a game to terrence ross and gary harris like there are minutes available i mean Derek white's the best player of the three but he's not going to see the kind of minutes that i owe yeah. anthony so. he's a he's a great real life player not so great for fantasy in this situation that's true that's true. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Well, Alex, I believe that brings us to the waiver wire. It does. Uh, I'm just going to – actually, I'll, I'll do my 50% of leagues player first. Jay Crowder. Uh, Jay Crowder is the perennial keep him on your bench in a 12-teamer and play him on a four-game week guy, but has been playing better since Chris Paul got hurt in those four games. I think it's four games since Chris Paul had the broken thumb has been out. Uh, Crowder is 15 points on 55, 53, 80 shooting. Now those percentages are obviously coming down. Four and a half uh, rebounds. The three and a half assists is encouraging, touching the ball a little bit more. Uh, And 3.0 steals in his 29 minutes a game. That's encouraging from Crowder. Suns have four uh, four games next week. Uh, Again, the shooting percentages will come down, but he is kind of trending up with Chris Paul being out while someone like Mikael Bridges has been trending down. So that's a little concerning if you have Bridges on your roster. But again, Crowder, almost all season has been an option for you to have on your bench in 12 to 14 team leagues. And so he's a little elevated right now. Uh, The the scenario is ideal to add him now, right? Uh, For all the the reasons Alex laid out, 
And then also, I mean, you should consider with any of these Suns players who who you're you're evaluating as waiver wire options for the upcoming week. Keep in mind that two of the past four games have essentially been blowouts, and Crowder, uh, you know, Aiton's not going to be available in many leagues, but maybe if you're in a very shallow league, he is. Uh, you know, Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges. I am not discounting his production too much over the past four games because because two of those have been blowouts. And guys like Crowder and Bridges played less minutes in the in two of those four games purely because of game flow. Uh, those guys, if they're playing, you know, if it's a competitive game, they're going to be seeing 35 minutes per, and their production is going to go up beyond what we've seen even the past four games. And we should point out uh, uh, most, uh, just over half the teams have four games next week. Just less than half have three. There are no weird anomalies. No five. Five game teams, no two game teams. Everyone's four or three. Busy week. Uh, busy week ahead. Ken, who is your 50% of leagues player? I'm going to go back to the well, a name we've talked about in earlier shows, but Reggie Bullock is starting again for your Dallas Mavericks, only rostered in 24% of Yahoo leagues. He, The Mavs also have four games next week. He was hot, then he missed two games due to a hip issue, which I think is what's really affected uh, his roster percentage, but he's back in the starting lineup. He's seeing 36 minutes a game uh, over the last nine games he's played in, in which he's posted almost 14 points, four rebounds, 1.3 stocks. He does play defense and a whopping 3.7 three-pointers a game in those last nine. Gets a lot of catch and shoots from Luka. Uh, Reggie Bullock, I like to stream next week. 100% with you. Three, he's a three-point guy. You know Luke is getting him open looks. He's playing a ton of minutes. I think it's a pretty – to me, that's just very straightforward add. Uh, surprise, it's only 24% roster. I think the hip thing uh, yeah. got dropped. People probably expected a longer-than-two-game absence. Yeah. With that said, Shannon, you're taking us – No, no, I'm not. I'm not. This is going to change. We're, we're, oh, we're going to oh. – yeah. All right, how about we go? Let's go, let's go to no, no, Alex. Just let me. Oh. I got this. I got this. Okay. Campaign for the Suns. He's back now. I know we talked about him last week, but he's 45% owned Yahoo, 8% owned on ESPN. You know, with, with Chris Paul out, with Devin Booker currently out, probably returning somewhat soon, campaign is, is a good option to consider. Um, he, he dished out eight assists in his return. Uh, five points, two rebounds, eight assists, two steals, one block. Only played 20 minutes, but one of the more encouraging aspects is he actually started. Uh, and, and you know, Bonnie Williams is said before the game, Cam would play in five minute bursts. That's going to be uncapped eventually, probably in the very near future. Um, looked really good in that start, but just the fact alone that he started in that first game. Uh, is is highly encouraging. Booker was out. I'll be. It'll be interesting to see if if they continue to start Booker at point guard uh, once he returns, or if it's going to be a more traditional lineup where Booker's back at the two, and, and campaign Cameron Payne is playing the point guard. Uh, there, there's a legit chance for it. But I think in most 12 team leagues and even some deeper 10 team leagues, he's worth an immediate pickup. You know, everyone and their mom would have picked up Cameron Payne when Chris Paul got hurt. But Payne had his own wrist issue, and uh, that kind of bought him some time on the waiver wire, if you will. He's 45% rostered on Yahoo right now. Uh, love the Cameron Payne pickup. I've got I, I've added him in a few squads. Yeah, he's uh, in a great spot. Um, my 25% of leagues pickup, Markel Fultz, who we talked about earlier, uh, 26% rostered in Yahoo, so I'm cheating by 1%. Uh, 31 total minutes he's played, 21 points on 13 shots. Shannon mentioned the absurd shooting percentage. I also, <laughs> he has not made a three, and I don't think he's taken a three either. Eight assists, five rebounds, one steal, one block. At this point, um, I think we do kind of know who Markel Fultz is. I, I don't know what the jump shot situation will end up being. That part of his game is obviously still up in the air, but we've seen him post near triple doubles before. He's a great passer a fantastic athlete. Um, so I think there is a good chance for here. If he can creep up to 30 minutes a game, I think he'll be must roster. If he's, if he's 30 minutes a game, 
I have a hard time believing it, that he won't be must roster. The back-to-back thing uh, is important. So keep that in mind when you pick, pick him up. If you see him on a three-game week, make sure it's not back-to-back. Well, and especially uh, interesting, I think, in leagues with daily moves so that when they do load management him, you can go another way. Exactly. Ken, who's your long shot? My long shot, and I debated whether he should be my uh, regular or long shot, Isaiah Roby of your OKC Thunder, rostered in only 21% of Yahoo leagues. Over the last seven games, he's had six starts and averaged 12 points, six and a half rebounds, and an eye-popping 2.7 steals and blocks per contest. Put up a career-high 26 points and Wednesday win over the Nuggets. Also qualifies at center, though uh, the Thunder only have three games next week. But I love Roby as a bench ad. And hey, we'll just, who knows every night who's going to sit for the Thunder, who's going to get big minutes. They're obviously in full tank mode. Uh, let's see if this uh, scoring one for Roby can continue. Yeah, good pick, Ken. Roby was one of the first guys I looked at that I was going to discuss for today's waiver wire. Uh, I love it. I, I think he's well worth a look. Um, I've been a fan of his, you know, drafted him in far too many best ball leagues. Uh, aside from Roby, uh, you know, Poku as well. Poku entered the starting lineup uh, for the Thunder in their, their most recent game and had, had a decent outing, uh, 11 rebounds, nine points, three assists, two blocks, two steals. Um, it's good to see OKC, you know, kick Derek favors to the curb and actually (laughs) actually run out some of their young guys to evaluate the talent that they do have that that has potential for their long-term outlook uh as an organization so i i'm all about picking up roby or poku we need need rotowire's own dj trainer from okc to take poku to one of those all-you-can-eat buffets they got down there and just on a regular basis just load him up and that's that's my long shot pickup of the week. It is Poku, uh, po- Poku Sevsky, uh, f- for anyone not in the know. Um, he started, uh, I think, I believe that was his first start of the season. And my guess is they will give him more of a look. Um, we'll have to see once Josh Giddy gets back. You know, SGA is back now. They're they're probably going to settle on a new starting lineup at or settle on, on a. Uh, a somewhat consistent starting lineup for for the stretch run uh you know the the race to get the most lottery balls um <laughs> we'll, we'll see but i i do like poku if poku's not uh your cup of tea then drew drew eubanks with the portland trailblazers he started three games in a row for the trailblazers and he will be returning for another 10-day contract so at the very least, he is a, a option to consider uh, streaming for one week uh, until, it, until it's determined if he sticks around longer than those second 10 days. Why didn't they sign him for the rest of the year? That's the first thing I thought of. They have no centers. Because I, 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 I there's folks who know more about the NBA contract uh, details than I do, but I believe you can do back-to-back 10-day contracts oh, before making that decision, right? So yeah, yeah. my guess is that decision will be made after this second 10-day contract. Save them a few bucks, probably. Yeah. yeah. And do you want to guess how many free throw attempts the seven foot 190 Alexei Pokashevsky has taken this season? This season? 25. Sorry. That was too high. 19 <laughs> free throw attempts this season for Alexei Pokashevsky, who has played uh, 789 minutes of professional basketball. Needs more meat on those bones. Yeah, getting no love from the refs. He's got to no, be the lightest weight per inch guy in the NBA right now. Yes, he looks like he's made of bird bones. And every time someone tries to follow him, they just they it, they miss because he's so thin. It's a ghost. That's why. Yeah. Uh, for those doing the math at home, that is 0.9 free throw attempts per 36 minutes. Per 36. Uh, Terrible. Yeah, per, per 36. Um, Ken, who's your dull suggestion? My, yeah, well, I'll end with my dull suggestion. Monte Morris. The Nuggets have four games next week, and Morris is still the starting point guard of your Denver Nuggets. I know there's all those Jamal Murray rumors. Murray's doing those nice New Balance TV ads. 
But um, it's Morris's job, uh, and he's still going to get big minutes off the bench on a Nuggets squad that lacks depth. So, uh, anyway, four games next week if you need your typical point guard, assist, steal, three-point stats for one week, plug-and-play Monte Morris. Also a very low turnover guy. That's like his his bread and butter is being a a low turnover guy, averaging one turnover to his 4.2 assists uh, this season. Yeah, Nice ratio. All right, gentlemen. Well, I think it's time we hear from our friends at WinBet. WinBet is the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in nine states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, and they're rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. Register for WinBet today, make a qualifying deposit, and wager to receive $200 in free bets. Promotion may vary by state. Download WinBet now. That's win as in the win, W-Y-N-N. And that's WinBet, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner, the exclusive sportsbook partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy basketball, and they continue to run guaranteed contests every day this NBA season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you can claim your free RotoWire subscription. You visit rotowire.com/thrive, deposit a minimum of $10, and you will receive a 100% deposit bonus match uh, up to $100. Uh, play in your first paid contest, and then you, then you will receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Thrive, Alex Let's... and Shannon. Please give us your Friday DFS picks, as this section is brought to you by FanDuel and FanDuel Daily Fantasy Sports. Alex and Shannon, give us your Friday DFS picks, please. Nine-game slate today, highest over-unders. We have Milwaukee at Chicago, 240 as Milwaukee yeah. continues to struggle on defense, and Chicago also is not a good defensive team. Houston at Denver, 236 over-under. Main injuries, we got um, Devin Booker's out, Josh Giddy out, uh, Fred Van Vliet, game-time decision, as always. Check the Rotowire's line, uh, Rotowire lineups page, the news page, all of that. Uh, from a value perspective, Shannon, is there anybody that sticks out to you? Obviously, Fred Van Vliet's still questionable, so that's kind of up in the air. Um, Jared Vanderbilt, also notably questionable. Anybody who's uh, sticking out to you as a value play? Yeah, I, I think, you know, based on the the inactives and, and the discussion we've already had today, you know, one of the first teams folks are going to want to look at are the Phoenix Suns. Uh, campaign, one issue here is I feel like a lot of these players aren't a great discount. Like, they're certainly within range where you play them. Campaign's 5,000. Decent. My worry with campaign is is just how many minutes is he going to play? Uh, I would I would assume it's an increase from the 20 he played uh earlier this week but is it going to be more than 24 or 25 minutes that seems kind of doubtful um and with that i probably avoiding him so i'm looking more at cam johnson uh crowder uh, crowder's locked into my lineup right now um and and i think bridge i still think there's bridge upside for bridges especially if it's a close game um, looking at that same contest, one of, one of the better values for, for tonight's slate is, is, is Alec Burks. Um, he's at 
4,400, or I'm sorry, 4,600. Um, he's starting for the Knicks and, and playing over 30 minutes pretty much, you know, each of the last three games. Somewhat inconsistent, you know, hasn't topped 30 fantasy points in since pre-All-Star break. But I, I still think there's upside there where, you know, if he's seeing 30 minutes and at 4,600, there's not too much risk where, where he can provide solid value. Yeah, I, I think um, sticking kind of to the uh, value guard section, I do like Patrick Beverly, someone I picked up in a few pa- uh, fantasy leagues, and I feel like I've been saying his name all season as like someone who's under-rostered. Right now, 4700 is his salary against Oklahoma City. In Oklahoma City, obviously there is some blowout worry there. Uh, but 4700 is a pretty good uh, salary for him since... Uh, since the start of February, he's averaging 24 fantasy points in 24 minutes. <clears throat> so he's basically a fantasy point per minute. He'll trend closer to 28, 30 minutes sometimes. He's got a few 30 fantasy point performances spliced in there. Had a 44 the other day. Main thing with him is he um, he has a relatively high floor as well. Like you, look, you go back and look at his game logs, almost everything is at least 20 fantasy points. And, you know, with the high steals and blocks numbers, you never know when he could go for four steals, two blocks. If he's passing while that game hits his threes, that's how he gets to 40 fantasy points. He's someone who can, he can approach 10 times value more like seven or eight for his upside. But it's, I mean, it's kind of hard to turn down at, at 4,700. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do like him more tonight as well, because Anthony Edwards has already been ruled out. Right. Um, it, it hasn't proven to be a, a big uh, mover for him. Uh, on on previous games where Anthony Edwards Edwards has been ruled out, but I you know just in theory, less touch you know <laughs> those touches aren't going to be for Edwards anymore. So someone has to do it. You know it also provides more opportunity for for folks like Malik Beasley, Jaden McDaniels, uh, Torian Prince, uh, and, and good luck guessing which one of those guys ends up going off. Uh, but every single one of them holds more value, and with Beverly. Locked into the starting lineup, he's you know one of the safer options, uh, as you alluded to. Um, one of the other discount players who who are right in that same salary range as Burks and Beverly is DeAndre Hunter. Uh, there's some you know he's had some stinkers, but he's played 37, 37, and 36 minutes in three straight. Assuming John Collins is still out tonight, uh, and they could be the Hawks could be without a couple other names in the front court as well. You know, it's the second half of a back-to-back, but I just, I love the the volume of minutes that Hunter's seen. And at 4,400, uh, if he gets you 25 to 30 minutes, you know, the minute you, or 25 to 30 fancy points, uh, that's going to be, be worth plugging them into your lineup. This does feel like a great get right opportunity for Hunter, who you mentioned has been seeing a ton of minutes and hasn't played that well lately, but has shown potential even earlier this season um, and at points uh, last year. Yeah, I mean, it feels like you you want some piece of the Atlanta team against Washington because Washington, it, it's such an up-and-down game. They don't really have great defenders or anything like that, so it's kind of hard to stay away from them. Uh, but at the same time, are you saying options. Are you two saying rookie Corey Kispert isn't going to challenge Hunter every time he comes down the floor? <laughs> Nah. Uh, probably not. No, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, probably not Avdia either. Uh, uh, so we have we have five guys priced 10k and over. We have SGA, Harden, Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. I know you generally don't stick to guys in that range, but are there any of those that you prefer? over one another or that you just don't like that, you know, that you would definitely stay away from. I, I mean, any one of them, they're all crushing it. Right. So I, I do think SGA, um, I know he's got a couple of 60 point outings uh, in, in the past since the all-star break, but I, I still worry about that price point for him, uh, especially because the fact that the blowout potential for any uh, OKC game is so high. Uh, if Giddy's out, he's, it's a little bit more digestible. But Harden is really the guy uh, because he has, uh, of everyone uh, on a DFS slate, 
uh, Harden has as high of a ceiling as any other player. And, and we've seen that with, you know, with the past couple of games uh, since he started playing for the Sixers, 52 fantasy points, 77 fantasy points, 47, um, you know, him, him popping off for 70 fantasy points uh, is hard to find elsewhere. And you save, you save a little bit of salary cap uh, by going him over, you know, instead of guys like Embiid, Jokic, or, or Giannis. Um, I personally am not going that high. I'm going a one tier below that for tonight's slate. Uh, I'm going with Carl Anthony Towns, 9,300. Anthony Edwards is out, uh, which is a big part of it. The OKC, you know, OKC game. I'm hoping that they keep it close enough that that cat has to stay in and play 35, 36 minutes. Um, but this is just one of those games where I, where I could see cat popping off for, for 50, 60 fancy points. You mentioned Edwards being out. This is a good opportunity. We have a new feature on the Rotowire optimizer. So if you use the Rotowire daily fantasy optimizer, we have kind of the on off court stats, which I love to reference. I think are very useful. We have that now plugged in to the optimizer when you click on a player's name. So for example, you click on Carl Anthony Towns' name. At the very top, there's a section that says on off court. You click that, and it will uh, another section pops up. You can click out players off court. And what that means is it will show you the stats of the roster when the players who are listed as out for this game are out. So for example, players off the court, Anthony Edwards and McKinley Wright. But uh, you can see that with Anthony Edwards off the court, Towns averages 31, 12, and 4 per 36 minutes. Uh, and you can see other guys, too. Uh, you, know, you can see differential. So, for example, you can see that Towns averages six and a half more points per 36 minutes with Anthony Edwards off the court. Uh, you can see that D'Angelo Russell averages three more assists per game with Anthony Edwards off the court. Great for DFS, also great for uh, player prop betting. That's something you're interested in. But I want to highlight that that's actually in the optimizer now uh, instead of you having to manually go and click that through. So that is a really helpful feature uh, that I like. But I agree with you, Shannon. SGA feels like he should not be in that tier of guys. Again, I I agree the upside, but I'm not sure he should be above DeRozan or or Towns in my book as far as pricing goes. The Bulls are going to need DeRozan. OKC doesn't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, no other like strong standouts for me. I mean, like, you know, I continue to like Tyrese Halliburton going up against the Pistons. Tyrese Halliburton, uh, he hasn't uh, put up fewer than 40 fantasy points since February 11th. He is a rock. He's between 40 and like 47 fantasy points in the past like 10 games. It's It's incredible. So Brogdon coming back. Complicates things a little bit, but he's just it's Halliburton puts up 20 and 10 every game. I, I have both of them in my lineup right now, Halliburton and Brogdon. Uh, I think Brogdon at 7,200 is a must play. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have him in my lineup uh, earlier this week when he went off for 64 fantasy points. So, you know, he he and Brogdon seem to be working well. Uh, Bro, or he, he and Halliburton, excuse me, you know, the game prior. Uh, that they played together. Brogdon had 40, almost 42 fantasy points in 29 minutes. Uh, the 41 minutes that Brogdon played the other night uh, show that they're they're not worried about rolling, running him out there for the entire game. Um, and, and with I think both he and Halliburton are, are very, very safe plays, especially at, at their salaries. I mean, like you mentioned with Halliburton, he's essentially been uh, you know, 98% as productive as SGA. Uh, on a per game basis since, since joining the Pacers, but the salary difference is, you know, $1,800. Uh, no, I give me Halliburton instead. Halliburton uh, has looked great with Indiana. He has looked mm-hmm. fantastic and every bit making that trade look good. Yeah. Anybody else you want to mention before we wrap this section up, Shannon? That's it. The Pistons are, are looking good. Uh, you know, <laughs> Kate Cunningham's, been, been very solid. He's coming off a 52-point fantasy outing last night. Um, he's consistently in the mid to upper 30s, 7,100, still very digestible for, for any player who who kind of hovers around that floor but but has 50-point upside. 
and also an encouraging aspect of the Pistons is the fact that Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, and Cade have all had like three straight productive games together. Um, so Jeremy Grant, he's he's averaging about 37 fantasy points over the past three, 6,400 for him. I, I think he's in play. Uh, and then last but not least, Scotty Barnes. Uh, basically, as long as OG and a lot of terror. yeah. And and he looks he looks amazing either way. I love I love him always. Uh, Scotty Barnes with with OG Ananobi out, and Scotty Barnes still below a seven thousand dollars salary. He's almost a must play for me. Um, if Van Fleet misses the game as well, which is to be determined for tonight's slate, then all the more reason to plug Barnes into your lineup. You think Barnes has a chance at catching Mobley for Rookie of the Year? Who who's re- Mobley? Mobley. Kate- Cade Cunningham, Josh Giddy. I honestly don't think – I think the rookie of the year race is very much to be determined. There are – all four of those guys, and probably one that I'm just not thinking of off the top of my head right now, are legit candidates. I did a rookie kind of review slash update since the New Year article the other day. And um, first of all, a lot of the rookies – rookie wall is hitting a lot of guys hard. Um Herb Jones has been the best rookie, believe it or not, in fantasy since the new year. I know. He's not rookie of the year in contention. Fantasy. (laughs) Um, But then it's like Giddy and and Cade is up there. Mobley's down at like 150, um, you know, with with like Jalen Suggs. So I think Mobley, I agree with you, Shannon. It should be more open than it is, but I think Mobley's going to get the benefit of the doubt because of how overachieving Cleveland is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I just think it – it remains to be seen because uh, Giddy, I mean, Giddy, I think, has won like four straight the Western Conference Rookie of the Month uh, or something mm-hmm. insane. Uh, I think he just won that for February. It, maybe it's only three or four. But regardless, you got Giddy, you've got Cade, Mobley, Scotty Barnes. All those, all four of those guys, I truly believe, are legit uh, Rookie of the Year candidates. Uh, Mobley, Cade, and Giddy is the pecking order I would put it in uh, for if the voting were today but I, I i also truly believe that Cade's stats are going to be so overwhelming overwhelmingly better than even mobley by the end of the year that it, it, that he'll get a lot of first place votes uh, you know no biases i'm not being a homer <laughs> here no 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 or uh <laughs> for posterity uh the rookie of the year odds <laughs> These are not one specific book. These are the best odds you can get between three books I'm looking at. Evan Mobley, minus 400 is the favorite. Scotty Barnes, plus 550. Cade Cunningham, plus 1100. Josh Giddy, plus 2000. It's insane. Shannon's going to drive back to Michigan, play some bets. Well, it also, Rookie of the Year is also one of those awards that traditionally I don't think a team's you know, the team success has had much impact on who wins rookie of the year. Um, I mean, hell, you can even go back and look at LeBron James and Carmel Anthony. Um, you know, if, if we are going by the standards that seem to be applying to the odds today, then Carmelo should have ran away with rookie of the year that year. Yeah, Mobley was 10 to 1 at one point, now up to minus 800 at some books. Uh, okay, Ken, we're roping you back in. We need the old man rant. <laughs> Ah, you know what burns my britches? College basketball conference tournaments. In a shameless money grab, every conference conference completely ignores their 20-game regular season and hosts a made-for-TV tournament to determine their winner. Ridiculous. College ADs are just squeezing every penny out of their free labor with zero regard for the alleged student-athlete. In our local America East Conference, University of Vermont won the regular season by six games, yet they need to win three straight games now to make the NCAA tournament. Absurd! Ah! Uh, Speaking of NCAA tournament, we're going to have a special March Madness episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, which should be published on Monday, March 14th. Uh, Nick Whalen will be steering that ship, so check it out when it hits. That'll be awesome. Nick knows his college basketball, and I don't, so I will not be on that podcast. <laughs> Nor will I. 
<laughs> uh, we have, as far as mispronounced names go, we had the Ion Dasunmu disaster. Uh, and I'm calling it a disaster only because Ken wrote out the pronunciation guide in the notes immediately next to the yeah. name and still practiced it for five minutes. And still, yeah. when came showtime, I was shuffling through the notes and butchered it. I'm in my I, head on that one. I mean, I was in my head. I, I watched them all days at Illinois clobber in Northwestern. And yet I still butchered it. Butchered. Yeah. When I, when I entered the, the stream yard chat, Chang was, uh, Ken was actually sitting on the ground in a yoga pose, just humming and, and mon- uh, muttering to soon over and over and over, and over again. <laughs> I just screamed to snap him out of it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Roto-Warrior Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by WinBet. Ken, take us out of here. Yeah, for today's out quote, just came up last night. I absolutely loved it. Let's go to Atlanta and our favorite Sir Charles Barkley, who now refuses to say the word Lakers. I love it. It's disgusting how much coverage they get. I'm paraphrasing here, but this is what Sir Charles said. Quote, I'm not talking about these losers. The nitwits at TNT and the nitwits at ESPN give this losing team way too much coverage. I'm calling them the team from Southern California until they win a playoff game. We got to stop showing that team. Amen, Charles. I'm with you. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.